It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sestradino back again to talk with you about the week's most interesting news stories for the week of August 29th, 2023, here on News AF. If the story is buzzing like it's on crystal meth, it's about to be News AF. If the same old news makes you bored to death, it's time for some News AF. Yeah, that's right. Uh, We are back here for News AF here. And today it's going to be a two-man job because Danny Bryson is on assignment. But back with us, we're in good hands here with a man that I've been talking about, what's been happening in the news for for almost a decade. Here he is. It's Father Nature, Pickleball's top influencer, Tyson Apostle Tyson. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, I'm really good. I can't believe it's been almost a decade, but I also can believe it's been almost a decade. Yeah. You Uh, and I have been doing a podcast every week. I believe that coming up next spring is going to be, I think it's going to be 10 years. Wow. That's a long time. I think so. Is it 10 years or or no? You know, it might might be 2015. It might be be nine years. It was 2015. (laughs) Because I think we filmed Marriage Boot Camp in 2014, end of 2014. Yeah. 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 I I just go by what house I was in at that time, but it was the second year I lived in. I was in that uh, house. That's how you, that's your timeline. That's That's right. I like remember like what I was doing and where I was living. And then I measure the shows I've been on. mm -hmm. Yes. Well, then you what shows I was on. Yeah. Yeah. So January 2015 is actually going to be the beginning of, uh, so we're closing it almost a decade. Almost a decade because. Marriage Boot Camp filmed in the fall of 2014 and aired in 2015, and we created this then. Mm-hmm. So feels good, uh, you know, and uh, doesn't make me feel old at all. You know, it does make me feel old is going to an influencer slash model slash bachelor contestant party in L.A. That makes me feel old. Yes, uh, but... How, for, for like, um, what? How? What's the age difference between you and people that are at something like that? Probably the 10, 10 12, 15 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably like mid thirties are some of the people, but some of them were very young, probably like low twenties. Mm-hmm. But would you feel old with like the people that are technically younger I, than you? But if you were with people your own age, though, like yeah. you, you, I bet you would feel very young. I would. Yeah. yeah. And I I didn't feel old there in the moment, but when I look like at the videos and the pictures, I'm like, fuck, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, I got some weather on my face and uh, some wrinkles and sunspots and all of it. <coughs> I don't feel bad about it, though. Don't cry for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, uh, influencer parties, I'm going to have to step up my game. Yeah. Uh, somewhere, somehow to make myself look younger. You just got to be hanging out with older influencers and you're going to seem like the, like the baby. Is that, are there older influ- is, 
Is that a thing? Old influencers? Older influencers. Like, I feel like in my neighborhood that I live in, I feel like that there's most of the people that are around here, I feel like are older than me. And I've thought about like trying to get into some of like the social circles and then they'll Mm -hmm. just like uh, treat me like, oh, that that young whippersnapper, Rob. Yeah. What a wild man. That's how I am here in my HOA. Mm -hmm. It's like Tyson. He's so good at pickleball. He's so young and he can jump. (laughs) <laughs> hit the ball hard yeah it's like it's true i can't and i can there's something about like and it's made me realize while since i've been playing pickleball there's something that when you reach a certain age you can't backpedal you can't walk backwards like with any grace without falling like i think it's like somewhere in the mid 50s you can't walk backwards anymore comfortably See, when you started this, I thought that you were saying a metaphor, but you're talking about literally talking backwards. Literally walking backwards. Mm -hmm. Walking backwards. You like you'll hit a lob and someone over 55 just stumbles, almost trips, takes a wild swing and totally off balance. And it's like too much for. Is that in your playbook? Will you do that if you're playing somebody who's over 55? You'll just like. Lob it in there so they fall over themselves. I don't want to seem like a sociopath, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to do what you got to do to win, you know? Yeah. Makes a good video probably also. (laughs) Sure does. It sure does. Yeah. Okay. And Danny, he is uh, traveling. Do we know where, what, where in the world Danny is? Uh, I think he's in Switzerland driving Mm -hmm. to Italy to the Dolomites. Or I think in Italian they say the Dolomites, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a mountain range that is pretty craggy. And I bet Danny is going to have a pretty cool YouTube video uh, for us to watch. And so, yeah, we have that to look forward to. And, you know, if he dies, <laughs> he died doing what he loved, yes. being away from his family. Yes. <laughs> okay so uh hopefully danny will make it back with us uh for next week a- anything else fun going on for you um n- no rachel's gonna be out of town on a mm-hmm. girl's trip this weekend so i have the kids to myself and uh the temperature's supposed to drop a little bit mm-hmm. uh so that'll be good um and i'm toying with the idea of revamping nature with Tyson. Oh, interesting. Do you, can you talk about it? Do you have a, a, a like a, a idea of what the retooling would look like? I think I'm just going to do like a little bit longer form on YouTube only. Yeah. Oh, and interesting. And then maybe do some social stuff too to promote it, but I'll do like a little bit yeah, longer form on because, YouTube, but not super long, like five to 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, because you would do it on Instagram stories, but then when it was gone, it was gone. And so yeah. then, you know, having it on YouTube, like there would be like a whole like long tail of like people could be watching it for, you know, kids could be watching it. So I think that's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. we got a little extra time. and I, uh, Actually, I, you know what? Uh, it probably would even be really good. Uh, you know, and this is like uh, just. Uh, no, I was going to say YouTube shorts. I feel like, you know, if you had like the long form of like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go look at this. Then but the then also, form. you know, you had like the shortest like uh, yeah. clips. And then yeah. that's a good way. You know, we've done that a lot with uh, some of the Big Brother content this season. And uh, it's, been, it's been something that's been helpful. But uh, we could talk more about this uh, some other time. 
Let's people you know, want to talk about nature with Tyson. Yeah, but. Tyson, I've got some great nature stories to talk good. about here today. Some are good and some are just downright horrifying. Uh oh. Okay. Uh yeah, I and I should have done this before, but I didn't really have to pee before. Yeah, I kind of got to pee now. I'm just letting you know in advance. Uh. I'm good for now. Okay. But at some moment, we may need to take pause. All right. Uh, we can, uh, you know, maybe have some questions from the chat on hand or, you know, we'll take a break uh, when that happens. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, but Tyson, uh, let's start off with one of our more horrifying stories from uh, mm -hmm. nature. Like, look, sometimes nature is warm and fuzzy and other times it's just a downright horror show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's one that is not such a happy story. And it has to do with a first, a scientific first, a Australian woman, a 64 year old Australian woman. She was admitted to the hospital for some brain surgery. Uh, she had uh, symptoms of abdominal pain, diarrhea, cough, fever, and night sweats. And oh, it then, sounds like she was taking a medication that's advertised on TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, those are all the side effects. <laughs> yes. Uh, she would have rather have had anything else that was an uh, illness that you have on television that you would take a medicine for because she went for an MRI after mm -hmm. she was having forgetfulness and depression. And the MRI revealed a living worm in her brain, a three inch long brain worm brain worms mm-hmm and how common are these brain worms I think it's pretty uncommon uh these uh brain worms uh this is the first case that scientists have found with a live worm living inside like a let alone a human a mammal's brain so where do they usually live well, I think that they typically live out like in the where worms live, but this was a parasite that infected her in the brain, and she yeah, was. Yeah, but you're calling it a brain worm, so it's probably a worm that lives in brains. Yes. Okay. So generally, so, so is it in reptilian brains? Is it in fish brains? What kind of brains? And uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so here, let, let me give you uh, a little bit more of the details. Uh, okay, it good. was a roundworm, which is usually found in pythons, according okay. to Australian National University. Is this woman a snake woman? So, good question. Uh, so, she happened to be a person who she lived in... Uh, New South Wales, where uh, the carpet pythons live, and she was out foraging uh, warragale greens, which are a leafy vegetable. And the scientists theorize that the python, the 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 the, the python, excuse me, the, the Freudian mm -hmm. slip, uh, the python spread uh, the parasite uh, via its feces into the greens, which then. I guess she ate, which allowed the worm to, to enter her body and then settled in her brain. Got to get out of Australia, man. 
Yeah. It's gross. Yuck. All of it. I don't like any of this story. Uh, well, the, uh, the good news is that they uh, scientists have said that the worm is not transmissible between human beings. They don't think it's going to be a w- brain worm pandemic, but that's what they always say to start, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. It's always like, this is a one-time thing, but now, listen, the brain worms have gotten a taste for human brain. <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine that a snake brain is more delicious than a human brain. He, snakes are cold-blooded. You want mm-hmm. a cold, mushy brain meal, or do you want something warm and gooey? Yeah. Um. This And I eat a lot of leafy vegetables, Tyson. Yeah. You do eat a lot of leafy vegetables, but you also aren't in Australia. But where you live, there's also snakes. And that's one, uh, honestly, like we even talked to Danny about this when he went to Africa not too long ago, that the greens and vegetables and stuff, especially when you're eating them while traveling to some of these places, are a higher risk factor than like overcooked meat Mm -hmm. because they have all these parasites and they might wash them in water that's not clean. Uh, They might sprinkle them with python feces. Like, we don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And it's just a whole new thing to, to, you know, lose sleep over. Yeah. Can I take my leafy greens to the local fire department and then they can check to see if there's any, like, uh, python feces on my leafy vegetables? I mean, that's probably good if you're looking for razor blades and stuff in there. But I don't know if python feces is detectable by uh x-ray machine yeah uh i think you just gotta man what do we do here rob i I don't know i don't (laughs) i i really uh, this is a a very disturbing story what's the solution i mean you can put it in the you can put everything you eat in those in your sink in that veggie cleaner stuff but does that clean does it that all even work yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know i think that they felt like that this was you know very specifically that the leafy vegetables were a place where the carpet pythons lived so as long as nobody's bringing carpet pythons into the united states as pets but like carpet pythons assuming they're on the ground and hence the name carpet. Mm-hmm. Is that why they're called a carpet python? I don't know. Maybe they, no, they, I think that their design looks like a fancy carpet. Uh, but where, like, is this just on a farm? Like, are they getting their leafy greens from a farm that has pipe carpet python? No, this woman was foraging. She went and foraged for her own leafy greens. Yep. Okay. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned anymore. Okay. All right. This woman, I'm not saying she deserved what she got, but <laughs> there are risks involved. But you're not not saying that. Yeah. There are risks involved with foraging. And if you want to forage, great. There's probably some health benefits, but you heard it from us here. Yeah. There are also some risks involved with foraging for your own food. Yeah. So they... The experts say that uh, people who forage uh, need to be washing their hands and thoroughly wash any forage materials used for cooking or for salads. Yeah, but I feel like that Danny is far, uh, by far, the most likely person on this podcast to be foraging. No. He doesn't forage? No, you think he eats like 
leafy greens and stuff. Danny only eats pa- pre-packaged stuff that's come from a factory. Yeah, it's like, mostly chemicals. Yeah, power bars and Mountain Dews and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Do, do you forage? Is there a lot of foraging that goes on where you live? No, there isn't. But I could forage. Like mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to foraging. If somebody's like, I forage these, I'd be like, let's try them. Like I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Tyson, I have another animal story for you. And this one is going to be one that I'd love to get your insight on because it involves turtles. Mm. As a turtle turtle owner. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, we always correct people and say it's a tortoise, but tortoises are turtles. They're part of the turtle family, but turtles are not necessarily tortoises. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tyson, how old is your tortoise now? Uh, like, uh, probably like uh, six or seven years old, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, do you ever kiss your tortoise? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you I ever cuddle it? Do you cuddle it? No. Okay. Uh, we I do scratch its back and its head. There are nerves in its shell, so scratching its back, they do like that. Okay. Because the Center for Disease Control has uh, put out a warning mm-hmm. to tell people, do not kiss or cuddle your turtle right now. And did that go to the same woman who has the brain worm? Is she the No, she the she's in Australia. To- she's in Australia. So this is unrelated. But, you okay. know, there's a lot of issues right now uh, between these reptiles and people getting uh, all sorts of different problems. But yeah, do not kiss or cuddle your turtle because a salmonella outbreak has made 26 people sick across 11 states, a multi-state salmonella outbreak. Woo! That's uh, quite the outbreak. And it's not- How does that happen, Tyson? As Father Nature, how- uh, like our, How does not break happen? Like I understand, like uh, when, like okay, we have like a pandemic, and one person mm-hmm. gets another person sick. But mm-hmm. are all of these turtles just like running into it? Like one turtle, they move so slow, Tyson. Yeah, it must be related to the food, maybe tortoise food or tortoise feed or turtle mm-hmm. food or something like that. Probably where they're all getting sick from it. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, or maybe they've always had it, and it's just like a good reminder not to uh, mouth kiss turtles. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, it's not recommended, never has been, uh, but people need reminders sometimes. Yeah. It seems like that the issue is a little bit more having to do with the smaller turtles. Does that make sense to you? No, unless yeah. they're eating like fecal matter or doing something. Because the CDC, uh, they have some new guidelines. They say only buy turtles with shells longer than four inches from reputable pet stores. Okay. Because I only like I, like I I tend to only go for rescue turtles. Yeah. So uh, Doc's in the chat here says that he uh, he's sad he's sad because he thought that I used to have two tortoises. We did have two tortoises, but. The one tortoise wasn't ours. Our friends just got a dog, and the dog and the tortoise were not a good mix. Mm-hmm. So we took our friend's tortoise until it got big enough that its dog, their dog, couldn't harass it and 
harm it. So now they are living in uh, harmony together, the dog and the tortoise. And we just have our one tortoise who's getting way too big. Too big. He's This tortoise is like 40 pounds. I can lift it. But also, it's like rubs up against our house when it walks. And so it's just like there's like scrape marks along the base uh, of our house and there's scrape marks along the base of our back wall and all of that stuff. And it's just like, is this worth it? Does it need like a scratching post or something? No, it's yeah. not doing it to feel good. It's just like, <clears throat> yeah. like I think tortoises just don't know how big their, how far their sides poke out. And so they just by feel figure out like there's so many times where I'm watching this tortoise and it's like trying to go through this gap that it doesn't know is, how big its shell is. It can't yeah, see. It, it can't it, it see. It doesn't have a mirror. It's, <laughs> it's trying to, it's trying to like, <laughs> but it's like half, it's like half the size of the tortoise. And it's just like, how come I'm not fitting through here? Let me keep trying. Do you think the turtle is self-conscious about the, the shell or, or that make it shelf shelf conscious? Shelf conscious. Yeah. I don't think so. I think mm -hmm. it's proud. I think a maybe. Well, what about when it goes very... inside the shell? Can it sort of like uh -huh. then get a peek around? The like, boy, got a lot of room in here. No, it's not like a cartoon where it goes in there and you. There's a naked turtle sitting mm -hmm. on a chair with a lamp reading. See, a book. I thought that's what happens. <laughs> no, they barely poke their head, and they still have no re reference of how mm -hmm. big they are. So, I mean, the only reference they have, honestly, is like their arms, but their shell sticks out longer than their arms. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. Well, all right. So the CDC uh, mm -hmm. says always wash your hands thoroughly after handling the turtles or their environment. So that maybe you should do 95 seconds then. We were doing that even before the CDC came out with yeah. that guideline. And it's like I wash my vegetables. I was doing that before. I'm washing my hands after I touch a tortoise. That's always been the rule in our house. Okay. Also, then you want to uh, keep your turtles out of an area where food is prepared, stored, or consumed. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing, too, is that a lot of turtles are omnivores, and they love, like, hamburger, raw hamburger meat and stuff like that. Wow. Tortoises, my tortoise is, and not by my choice, the species of tortoise is vegetarian. And okay. so I'm not handling like raw meat or like any type of protein for my tortoise, but these turtles you do. And so that's probably also like where some of those germy germs come from. Okay. All right. Well, everybody be careful out there with your turtles and mm -hmm. your tortoises. Yeah. Okay. Now I've got one more animal story, but this is maybe of like a little bit more of a mythological variety. Tyson, how do you feel about the Loch Ness monster? Nessie. Uh, fine. Are you a believer? No, I have seen the movie Water Horse. Is that the oh? Is, that what it's is Water Horse a Loch Ness monster movie? I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, I'm not not a believer. Like it would be cool if something there did exist. How fun, right? It would uh, be fun. But uh, yeah, it it's just like people have been curious about this thing for so long and tried to find it for so long that it almost seems like we would have seen something. Right more like like bigfoot like i'm 
I'm hopeful Bigfoot exists. Like there's a part of me that just wishes mm-hmm. that there is a Bigfoot somewhere and yeah. that someday somebody sees it. The same with Nessie. Same with but, Nessie. But I have my doubts. Okay. I'm thinking probably not. Depete in the chat says, uh, Nessie has Salmonella too. That's a good warning. Do not kiss the Loch Ness Monster. Do not cuddle yeah. with the Loch Ness Monster. If you touch the Loch Ness Monster, make sure you wash your hands before handling any of your Scottish food. I find mm-hmm. that the Loch Ness Monster is very quaint. I feel like it's, um, there's like, um, you know, something that maybe people uh, believed in in the 70s, but mm-hmm. maybe not so much anymore. But somehow people are still looking for the freaking Loch Ness Monster because just this past Saturday, yes. uh, the Loch Ness Center, I guess they go out of business if they stop looking for the Loch Ness Monster. Uh-huh. Uh, that they, <laughs> it's their whole business model. Yeah, that they are going to start using thermal imaging drones uh, and infrared cameras to detect underwater sounds in the lake's murky waters. Is there a bigger waste of money on the planet than the people spending money to use thermal imaging drones to look for the Loch Ness Monster? Is there what? A bigger waste of time? Money. Money? I guess both. The time uh, is like, okay, maybe it's a fun hobby. You get together with the other uh, Lochness people. Stuff. Yeah. Man, that's interesting because I think that about a lot of things. Yeah. Like you're like, why? What? What is this? Uh, and so I am, yeah, very curious about it. And I think like if you really are a believer or it's really just a hobby and a social thing. Either of those two things, mm-hmm. I support you. Yeah. Like if you want to be part of the Loch Ness Monster Club, even though you are fairly certain nothing exists, but you get a pal around and fly a drone, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same if you're a believer. If you're like, I believe in this, I'm going to prove it to everybody. Great. Do that because I don't know what other life you could live if that was your thing and you chose not to pursue it. But... If you are the Loch Ness Monster Society mm-hmm. and you're operating it, knowing full well that there's probably nothing there, are you fleecing people? Yeah, Is I that think a you're a grifter, a right? You're a grifter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the same. It's like when you see, and I don't want to get too religious, but there's all these churches. And if the guy at the top believes everything that he's saying and like that's great, good, then you know what, if you believe him and he believes himself, that's great. But if it's a guy at the top that's just a grifter, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And same can be said for this. So that's what we need to know. And I don't think we'll ever know because the guy at the top of the Nessie society or whatever is always going to say he believes because <laughs> that's part of the grift. Yeah. Okay. So he, this is the website for the Loch Ness Center, the reimagined mystery of Loch Ness. And you can book your uh, trip to the Quest weekend, uh, which actually it's coming up this Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it, it just it just passed this past weekend, uh, the 26th and 27th. August flew by. Uh, it's sure the did. biggest surface watch of Loch Ness in more than 50 years. Uh, so... You could find out more about how to be there, part of it. Oh, is this, okay. uh, uh, and these are the guys that are looking for yeah. Loch Ness. 
Yeah, they're having fun drinking their uh, Guinness, probably. They don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. They don't leave at all, but they're having fun drinking beers. (laughs) Calling all monster hunters. Yeah. I don't... I think this should be like the final hurrah. It's like, we're gathering the largest group of monster hunters we can possibly find, and we're scouring and Mm -hmm. hiding all over the lake for five days. And if at that time... Nobody gets any real evidence. Shut it down. We're losing our funding. Closed. Yeah. All the funding goes into orphanages and feeding kids and (laughs) pet shelter. Like put it towards things that are real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that should be it. It's like, all right, you you all have one last shot at this. And if not, all the money is going to orphans. Yes, exactly. No, you can't do this. (laughs) Like, watch me. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, lock this monster. Because orphans are real. Orphans, orphans, orphans are real. Are real. Yeah, uh, going yeah. back to 1933 was when the first, the first person orphan. no spotted the uh, water beast in the Loch Ness. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I think I think we're onto something. I think we should be running this society, but it probably wouldn't last very long if it, if we were in charge. Now, Tyson, you travel a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever been, been thinking on, on one of your many flights about, do you wish that you could be in a adults-only section of the airplane? Now, not to get it, don't get it twisted. We don't mean like uh, like adult section, like uh, Caligula. Mm-hmm. A adult-only section of the airplane. No kids allowed in this section. Well, there are airlines that purposely put the kids in the back. If any family that has kids, you go further towards the back if you aren't paying for upgraded seats. Uh, so, yeah. So I think what I've, I don't care. I don't care if I'm, I'm a parent Mm -hmm. and I know how difficult traveling with kids can be. And I also know that I was a kid once. So that's for me. Uh, I'm, no, it doesn't that neither here nor there for me. It's fine. Uh, I always get annoyed with the guy who's like rolls his eyes when he's sitting next to a baby. It's like, bro, you were that fucking baby once, dude. Mm-hmm. Like for reals, get out of everyone's face. Like, I do I pay for a seat. I want to sit by a baby. It's like you were a baby that no one wanted to sit by two at, at some time. Get yeah. over yourself. I think an eye roll is acceptable, but uh, when to the guy that's like, can you do something about that baby? It's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, oh, yeah. like, uh, yeah, Good now that idea. you mention it, like, uh, I, I, don't I don't even like realize. The eye roll. Yeah. I don't like the eye roll. That's <laughs> passive aggressive. I'm saying something if I see somebody roll an eye at a kid. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's one thing if the parent is not trying at all. Like, you have to at least create the illusion of trying. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do, but as long as you're like, Oh, calm down. Here's a snack. Like do your thing. Like, and that's what you're doing. And then you, whoever's in that vicinity needs to be understanding. Cause guess what? If you don't like it, pay for an adults only flight or Mm -hmm. get a private jet or figure drive. But like, that's the cost of flying on an airplane. How about this? Maybe this might be controversial. The, the mm. parent, okay, you're on the plane and the parent yeah. is like ignoring the kid who is being bad. Now I'm not talking about like, okay, the mom and she and the baby is crying and she's do, like, she's working yeah. on it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm but, saying. If you're ignoring, like if you're like society will govern my child's behaviors. Yes. 
like, but I don't know what the interaction was like before uh, leading up to that moment where the parent was like, it's better if I just ignore, like maybe it is, Mm -hmm. but the parent should at least be creating a buffer and put the kid next to the window and have the adult like sit in the middle. And at least there's like some buffer. And yeah, it's, if that looks like the, uh, chaperones are Mm -hmm. trying in any capacity then nobody around them has the right to comment or even roll their eyes yeah i've seen where roll your eyes at a kid he's like you know toddlers are just like trashing the plane uh and they're like they've got like the the kids got like a handful of like cheerios and it's just like smashing them into the floor and blueberries in the carpet and yeah but adults are pissing in the chairs so it's like what yeah, like that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like the kids walking up and down the aisle. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not our plane, mm-hmm. so like we can't expect everybody to pretend to treat it like it is. I walking up and down the aisle. I don't care. Like if a kid needs that to not freak out, then that's fine. Uh, the parents should be trying to rein in the Cheerio and blueberry smashes, but at the same time, it's like I've gotten on planes before where the whole table was covered in blood i'm sure somebody's nose was bleeding and they just like dribbled it all over the table and then i uh said something and delta was like them's the brakes you know and i was like i feel like that's a health hazard mm-hmm. so i don't know i think uh we're all trying to get to that private jet lifestyle but until we're there we just kind of have to deal with everyone else's bullshit <laughs> yeah okay so these tickets are designed for, they, they say that this is for people who want to uh, tra- travel and work in a quiet mm-hmm. environment, but they also suggest that this would benefit parents who would feel less concerned about their children disturbing other passengers. Uh, so uh, th- I guess this is like, if you feel like that you have disruptive kids, okay, let me, I, I like the, the this flight because then I could say, hey, you should have bought, a ticket for the adult only you're sitting in the children's section. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't dislike this. Like if you want an adults only ticket or mm-hmm. there's adults only planes and their scheduling is different, like, great, do that. Like, yeah. I feel like you can charge a premium. That's if you want to pay a premium to not have kids on your pretty flight, affordable. Sure, but- it's about uh 45 euros, which is roughly $49. Yeah. That's totally fine. For but one way, I'm bringing my emotional support children <laughs> on the flight and there's nothing you can do about it. All right. Now, Tyson, let me ask you mm-hmm. about this fad and maybe this ties into, you know, uh, what you are involved with, with pickleball. But uh-huh. Gen Z, according to this report, is obsessed with pickles. Have you heard this? I've noticed that there have been a ton of pickle companies, like really high-end designer pickles, really delicious pickles, all cropping up everywhere. And my kids love pickles. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Gen Z loves pickles and they are everywhere. And I wondered if there was some sort of a tie-in with pickleball, which is also popular. But Gen Z, they're loving pickles Mm -hmm. and the snack is having a moment uh, that the pickles are to Gen Z as avocados were to millennials. The millennials made the avocado happen and now Gen Z is doing the same for pickles. Really? Uh, Yeah. I mean, 
I'm in pickleball and a natural sponsor for a pickleball event is a pickle company. And there are so many pickle companies sponsoring pickleball events that I'm seeing all these pickle companies and they're making really good pickles, like spicy pickles with garlic and peppers and all that stuff. So, yeah. But I mean, I do, you know, eat a fair share of pickles. Yeah. Not so much like uh, the whole ones that I, I like to have like uh, ones that are like sliced. I, I will get like the, I think they, sometimes they call them like hamburger chips, but they're, they're good just to th- like throw them in things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of famous chicken sandwiches nowadays, the yep. only other ingredient instead of chicken is pickles on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, the Gen Z, they're making it happen. Pickle craze has expanded from fashion themed pickle sweatshirts to yeah. pickle flavored products and drinks. Searches for pickle related items on Etsy have gone up. 41% and pickle kits are up 405%. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, I knew it was here. I knew that there was pickle stuff. I should have taken action. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I, I really could have. And I didn't. Now, how about pickle uh, restaurants? They have them. Yeah. They have what's what are the, yeah, there's names Mr. Pickle. Is it mm-hmm. Mr. Pickle one? Yeah. Yeah. Pickle restaurants, pickle cocktails. Man. Pickles are taking over. Yeah. Um, people are all about the pickles. Uh, and people like Charlay Thomas, who's 25. Uh, she says she's obsessed with pickles. Mm-hmm. She had for her birthday chocolate pickle bites. Yeah. She said, she told the New York Post, I think people made it part of their personalities because the flavor is kind of polarizing without actually being important. And people like to feel edgy and don't want to risk being ostracized. She's also the self-proclaimed pickle B word. Hmm. That's a thing? They call him that? She she calls herself that. Self-proclaimed. Yeah. Pickle bear. Listen, uh... (laughs) Are you going to go, like, let's say you're at Chipotle, uh, Rob, and they're like, it's $3 for guac or only $2 for pickles. Mm. Is it going to be an upcharge because they're so hot right now? They might be so hot right now that you could get like, a, well, should McDonald's upsell you on the pickles? Yeah, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to be like a doomsday or whatever. Yeah. Going to be a cucumber shortage at some point. Oh, my God. Which is going to cause a pickle shortage which is going to cause an upcharge. Do you remember like the, the great tomato upcharge of like yeah. 2006 or whenever that was when like there was like I a remember big tomato shortage? Tyson, I'm old enough to remember when it was last year and they said, oh, you, that no avocados are coming in. Get your avocado. I haven't seen any missing avocados. Yeah, me neither. I still was able to buy them at all the grocery stores. <laughs> they said, That's stuff. it. You just had your last avocado. Say goodbye to your guacamole. The yeah. cartel is shutting it down. Yeah, we're good still on Pickle that. cartel could come in. Okay. Good. All right. So uh, we'll see if there's more pickle news. According to this also, pickle hashtags on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok, I think it should be. Uh, 9.6 billion views with viral God. trends everywhere. Man. Okay. Now, Tyson, this is one that yeah. I would love to get your insight in. Now, there is a study uh, mm-hmm. that is from the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore it's that one of my is saying technological universities. 
that if you have uh, intense cravings for candy, yeah, if you watch videos of people eating large amounts of food, your craving will be satiated. Wow. Are you buying this? You have a, you're like, oh my God, I'm dying for some candy. Uh -huh. You watch a mukbang, boom, yeah, craving gone. It grosses you out. Is that what it is? That yeah. I feel like that they are saying that it sort of like scratches an itch. It could too, I guess. Probably makes you thirsty. So you just drink a bunch of water and aren't full, aren't uh, hungry for candy anymore. Uh, that is interesting. I mean, there's probably something to it. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. I mean, the Institute of Technology and why is the Technology Institute the one doing this study? Okay. Well, they did incorporate some technology. So they took 317 people that were right. in their 20s and they used immersive technology like virtual reality and they put the viewers in the experience and then one group of people watch people eating M&Ms 30 okay. times. I don't know if they watch them eat an M&M 30 times or if they watch 30 times 30 people eating a ton, a ton of M&Ms. The other group watched the video of a coin being put into a laundry machine 30 times. Hmm. I... Part of me still thinks that they're getting grossed out a little bit. By, by the like, coin? Handling by money? Handling money, mm -hmm. eating, chewing. Like, I know that some people like that, but I think more people dislike that. And I think it's like, like if I were to watch, if I was like, man, I wish I had a handful of M&Ms. And then I watched a video of somebody like scooping a handful of M&Ms and mm -hmm. chewing them. I think I would be like, is that what I look like when I chew M&Ms? Never mind, I'm out. Mm hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't want anybody to see me chew M&Ms. So after they showed them these videos, the people yeah. that watched the M&Ms video ate one third less candy compared to the control group. How big are these groups? There was 317 now, people. It's not a big enough. OK, size. how about this? <laughs> so then they added the scent of chocolate to the immersive video experience. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this led to an 11% reduction in M&M uh, consumption. So uh, compared to when the video was watched without sense, suggesting that olfactory clues. Mm -hmm. So if they can, Danny would love this. If they could pump in the chocolate smell. Yeah. Then, but then he, we wouldn't be eating as much chocolate. But this is the third thing I wish that they would have studied for. Like, yeah. Then show a third video where people are, you know, like uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know, eating a, a brain worm or something like that. Something yeah, accidentally some, eating a brain worm attached to an M&M. Something unsettling. Yeah. How many of those people would be coming back for the bag of M&Ms? Yeah, like the old school car crash videos that they showed you when <laughs> you had to go death. to traffic, when you had to go to traffic court, traffic school. And they're like. <laughs> Sit down, we're going to watch this gnarly video. Yeah. And you sit down, and you're like, ugh. We're Did all you ever speeding? watch one of those Faces of Death videos? I don't know if I ever did. Did you I know what I'm know talking about? Have you heard? I know what you're yes. talking about. Yeah. You used to be able to rent them at like Blockbuster. Yeah, you could go to the video store. And, and I remember kids were talking of about real like, people yeah. dying. But you know what? That's how it should be. Like, it shouldn't be like I could just go on YouTube and uh, like my, my kids can Google this stuff. You had to go to the video store. Yeah, but not and only get the that, tape. 
Yeah, but not only that you have to do that, they should have to scan your driver's license so <laughs> they can have a catalog of who who watched Faces these. of Death. Because before MMA was really popular, that was the same. Like the only way to watch it was like, let's go rent the Octagon season eight mm-hmm. tape and go watch people destroy each other. But like that should have all been cataloged. Like you should get a flag for renting that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Get on a list for sure. Get okay. on a list. Now, Tyson, uh, out at West Point, they have a found a time capsule that they believe mm-hmm. was uh, sealed up in the 1820s, and uh, they're going to open it up. Okay. Uh, and so uh, that we're going to find out what was in the time capsule. It's going to be a How live stream event. Uh, let me see if I can bring up a picture of it. However, um, that I don't know. I think that this is a little dicey because. Uh, Potentially, one of the people that was that potentially sealed the time capsule was Robert E. Lee, the future the future general of the Confederate Army. And who ha- owns this capsule? West Where Point. Is the- they found they oh they gosh. had um, West Point cadets. There's million dollar otter artifacts in there, dude. Yeah, there's uh, gonna be something so rad in there. So be something cool in there. It, it's probably 18, not going to be 20? anything. It's not going to be anything cool. You don't think so? Like even a dagger so. is going to sell for like $30 million. Mm. It's also possible that it could have been uh, from Destroyed. people in the 1910s. Uh, that's possible. They don't even know if it was Robert E. Lee's uh, time capsule. But no, no college kids have anything cool. Yeah, but like look, you're a college kid. Let's say you're mm-hmm. in college. You have to put together this time capsule. What are you throwing in there? Yeah, I mean, what did I have? A lava lamp? Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toss that lava lamp in there. 500 years from now, that lava lamp's probably pretty cool if there's still a way to plug it in. Uh, but, man. They think yeah. there could be papers or medallions. Signatures, medallions so could they be cool. X-rayed the Coins. time capsule, uh, uh-huh. and they said that there is a box inside the container. Oh, they're so pumped on that box! Mm-hmm. But it's just a box. There's nothing inside. There's it. a box what? inside the box. How big is the capsule? Um, it's about a cubic foot. Oh, a cubic foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boop boop. Pretty small. Yeah. Uh. I'm still hopeful. Like okay. even if there's coins in there that are perfectly preserved from, listen, ideally it's from 1820. Mm-hmm. Ideally there's coins in it. There's metals, there's whatever, uh, jewelry, whatever it is, papers with signatures on them that matter, things like that. That would be very cool. Uh, West Point, uh, what's it called? The stationary, something like that would probably be worth a lot. Uh, but yeah, I am excited to see what's in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, actually, I would update uh, so that they did open up the ah. time capsule. This is like what a uh, twist. Yeah, just just uh, yesterday, uh, we have the update from oh uh, the earlier story, uh-huh. and so uh, they opened it up and it contained nothing but silt. broken, indistinguishable materials, uh, and the exterior maker's initial. But experts at the academy think that there's maybe more to it. 
they think that it could potentially be uh, ashes of a of a person from the American uh, Revolution. Oh, so now it's like an urn. It wasn't a time capsule at all. Yes, maybe that's why they buried it. Interesting. Well, uh, that's worth. I wouldn't say worthless, but worth less mm-hmm. than a bunch of gold coins yeah. and stuff. So they're going to test to see if it's ashes that's in there. And then they think that the full on analysis it. is going to take a year. So I think they might just be hoping that everybody forgets about this. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. We disturbed the ashes of a ghost that now haunts West Point. Yep. Oops. Okay. All right. And then one other story, usually we end on Danny's bolt hole, uh, yes. but Danny's not here, but we do have a very special uh, story that I'd like to uh, go to now. Uh, we haven't talked a lot lately about our Group AF Facebook group, but it's a great community of listeners of the show. And we, uh, you know, it's it's anybody can find it and uh, we let you in. But then if you act like a jerk, we kick you out. And mm-hmm. so you uh, could post updates for things you think that should be News AF. And so let me bring in a post from one of our top contributors. This is from KC. Winneck. And Casey is a great listener of News AF. And uh, Casey posted recently, I want to get a News AF tattoo. What should I get? This was only a day ago. Yeah, I saw that too. I actually saw it on the, and a lot of people were commenting and they were saying like stuff like the salt mines and the Mountain Dews Mm -hmm. and anything that we'd ever, you know, any inside or reoccurring like greyhounding, uh, all the aliens, all that stuff. And okay. then the most common one was we did it, guys. We did it, Some guys. variation right. of we did yeah, it, Yeah, so Sarah Miller, uh, who's in the chat, uh, asked, can this please be a segment on the next couple of episodes? Listeners can submit ideas and the guys can vote on which one you get. And Casey responded, I will literally get whatever they decide. Not too complicated, though, please. One session max. Yeah. One so anything max. that we can come up with that would be... In one sitting, Casey is willing to do. Listen, Casey, we're flattered and we definitely do want you to get a cool tattoo of a News AF thing, uh, but also don't feel like you have to, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was his idea. Okay, fine. I mean, uh, we didn't say that we, he had to. It wasn't like when Danny, um, you know, said I have to eat a ghost pepper and yeah, there's nothing you guys can him. do to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I I like some variation of we did it, guys. I also like uh, the just the News AF, some type of News AF logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, or if you wanted to do a scene, there's so many good scenes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The, a Greyhound bust would be cool. Uh, <laughs> okay, can I pitch you on some other suggestions the sex, from the, the sex couch? I know the, the sex, sex couch was a popular sex couch one. was mentioned. Uh, yeah. That's one from Mark. Uh, yeah. Jesse Whitehead says Broga. He's calling. Oh, he wants the word Broga, or he's I think calling he's Broga suggesting Broga. Okay, that's pretty good too. Broga is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the Pep Boys logo with our three faces instead, yeah. and it says News AF. I love that. I would love my face to be on mm-hmm. Casey's body. And then people can say, is that the Pep Boys logo? Well, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Nick D in the group says, Arnazon.corn. 
Yeah, I like that one. It's a good one. I don't get texts from Arnazon anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amanda says a bolt with arms and legs uh, walking into a hole. It would be a bolt hole. Uh-huh. That could be. Uh, mm-hmm. Some Mountain some- Dew. Some uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah, Danny Jen. and I getting shot into space. Yes. Uh, Jen suggests uh, WDIG on your vascular legs. Mm-hmm. We did it, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I like that. yeah, I, let's, I mean, don't do anything yet. Let's get Danny's perspective on this, Casey. Yeah. I like the sex couch idea, like a dirty old couch, all disgusting with uh, beautiful n- nature scenery in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people are excited. Sarah's excited. So yeah. um, this could be, could be big. It's going to be big. All right. Tyson, what's coming up for you? Um, gonna play a bunch of pickleball. Uh, played last night. Gonna play again tonight, and then, uh, like I said, Rachel's gonna be out of town, so I will have the kids to myself. Just trying to figure out ways to entertain them. Haven't decided if we'll stay here or like go somewhere a little bit more adventurous. We'll mm-hmm. see. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's it. So nothing too soon on the horizon but just plugging away mm-hmm. okay How uh about you well you last time we wrapped up claim to fame uh mm-hmm. so that was a lot of fun and then we still got all the big brother going on i started the daily suits podcasting tyson i love that new show yes the, the hottest show of the summer it suits and uh, we are uh into our second week of recapping suits closing in on season one's finale wow I like Suitspodcast.com. it. Ooh, it has its own URL. Uh, its own URL. Trying to like uh, see if we can find uh, some new Suits fans. Okay, cool. That are looking yeah. for podcasts. All right. So thank you all so much for joining us here live for News AF. We'll be back next time with Danny. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. We did it, guy. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 